Hello, and welcome to the In the Word podcast. This is the podcast that will help you to understand God's Word, build a stronger relationship with God, and develop habits that will help you love God and others better. And now, here's your host, Trevor Pope. Hey, what's going on, family? Welcome to another episode of In the Word Podcast with your boy, Trevor Pope. Listen, I appreciate you guys. Love you guys for everything that you've been doing. All of the prayers, the comments, the feedback, emails, donations, all of the things, all of the ways that you guys have been contributing to this podcast and to the YouTube channel. I truly appreciate it. Listen, this week on this particular podcast episode, I want to do something a little different. I want to share with you guys a message that I shared a year ago around this time on one of the In the Word episodes. And it was just dealing with the importance of telling our kids that Santa Claus does not exist and some of the reasons why. So listen, I'm not going to prolong it. I'm going to let you guys listen to it. Listen, your feedback is welcome. Once again, I appreciate you guys. And without further ado, here's the message. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Trevor Pope. Once again, thank you for joining me for another episode of In the Word. Uh, Today, I'm going to be talking about Jesus, Santa, and the gifts. Jesus, Santa, and the gifts. Um, And it's something that's been on my heart for years to talk about. And, you know, it just uh, seems like this was the right season to finally uh, you know, talk about it and uh, share uh, some of the things that the Lord has shared with me. Um, so, you know, we're going to get into this message. We know that we are in the season of Christmas. And for the most part um, in this season, um, it is, uh, you know, it is a season where we celebrate the birth of Christ. That That's like the primary uh, focus of it. And, and we know that we don't know exactly the date that Christ was born, but, you know, this is a season that people choose to celebrate uh, his birth. So I just wanted to get into this. I want to lay a quick foundation, if you don't mind, just to share, uh, start off by sharing a couple of scriptures. And we're going to be starting in a very familiar passage of scripture, John three sixteen, And it reads, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life, that they should not perish, but have everlasting life. The Bible says that the father gave the definition of give is to turn over possession or control of to someone without cost or exchange to make a gift of. So the father gave us the son without cost or exchange. It didn't cost us anything. He didn't ask for anything in return. He made a gift of his only begotten son to us, a gift. Um, Let's see how the son uh, gave a gift. It says, grace be to you. This is Galatians 1, 3, and 4. Grace be to you and peace from God the father. And from our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world. 
according to the will of God and our Father. So the Bible says that Jesus gave himself for our sins. He made a gift of himself and gave himself for our sins. Now we're going to touch on some other some other individuals that gave. Amen. Um, some other men that gave. And this is going to be surrounding um, the birth of Christ, which uh, this is uh, what we celebrate. Amen. In this season, Matthew 2, 1 through 6, it says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem, of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem. Now notice the Bible said that some wise men came from the east, but notice it never tells us how many wise men there were. It just says that wise men came from the east to Jerusalem, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. So they said, listen, we're looking for the king of the Jews, the one that is to come and be king, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, the king of the coming kingdom, the Christ, the savior of the world, the son of God. They said, listen, we have come to worship him. It says, when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. Why? He's troubled because there's talk of another king to come. And when he had gathered, Gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah? He says, For out of thee shall come a governor. The word governor is to exercise authority of over. One that's going to exercise authority over that's going to be king. That shall rule my people Israel. Now let's jump down to Matthew 2 and 11 to where the wise men finally come to the house. They get to the house where Jesus, where baby Jesus is. And it says, and when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. So they fell down first before they did anything. They fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, now they have opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts gold and frankincense and myrrh. So they came in, they worshiped Jesus, they presented gifts unto him. And I just wanted to lay that foundation down really quickly before I get into the meat of what I wanted to talk about. But before I share those scriptures, let's just get a little background on Santa Claus. Just a little, just a little Wikipedia, Wikipedia definition of Santa Claus, because I don't really want to go too deep into that. But it says Santa Claus, also known as St. Nicholas, St. Nick, Kris Kringle, Father Christmas, or simply Santa, is a legendary figure of Western culture who is said to bring gifts to homes of well-behaved, good or nice children on Christmas Eve or the early morning hours of Christmas Day. The modern Santa Claus grew out of traditions surrounding the historical St. Nicholas, a 4th century Greek bishop and gift giver of Myra. So um, he is a legendary figure of Western culture. Um, he is uh, he grew out of tradition surrounding St. Nicholas. So uh, I just wanted to touch on that and just give a little definition of who Santa Claus uh, uh, uh is or was, but we all know that obviously that Santa Claus does not exist, that he is a legendary figure, but also an imaginary figure. So let's go into Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 and 17. 
Uh, it says, these six things does the Lord hate. It says, yea, that word yea there means not only that. It says, these six things does the Lord hate. Not only that, seven are an abomination unto him. Let's read what those seven are. The word abomination there means anything hateful and disgusting. So he says, listen, these seven things to him are hateful and disgusting. And it goes on to say the seven things are a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked imaginations, feet that be swift in running to mischief, a false witness that speaketh lies, and he that soweth discord among the brethren. So those are the seven that are an abomination to the Lord. But we're only going to deal with one today, which with what I'm getting ready to talk to you about, we probably can make an argument for a couple more, but we're just going to deal with one today. And the one that we're going to deal with is the lying tongue. Now let's see what the definition of lie is. The definition of lie is to make a statement that one knows is false with intent to deceive, to make such statements habitually. The word deceive means to deliberately, to deliberately misrepresent facts. What is the fact here? That Santa Claus does not exist. He is not real. He is not a real human being. He doesn't live on the North Pole. He doesn't have a magical sled. He doesn't have Rudolph in the front. To misrepresent uh, uh uh, uh, facts, how? By words, constantly talking Santa Claus and he's going to do this. How have you been this year? Actions. Let me bring you to the mall. Let me sit on, let you sit on some guy's lap. We don't even know who he is, where he comes from. Um, uh, write down a list so I can mail it to the North Pole to Santa um, so he can know what you want. Um, by, we, we deliberately misrepresent facts by words, actions to betray. The word habitual means formed or acquired by continual use, done by habit or fixed as a habit, customary. So basically what we see here, um, if you're one that participates um, in preaching Santa Claus, teaching Santa Claus, or participating, participating in the coming of Santa Claus or the storytelling of the coming of Santa Claus, and you claim to be a Christ follower, a Christ believer, one that follows the word of Christ, Christ is your Lord and Savior, then that would make you a Christ following, deceiving, habitual liar. Now, let me say that again. That would make you a Christ following, deceiving, habitual liar. Now, when we think about that, uh, Christ follower uh, and habitual liar, they, they don't even belong in the same sentence. And some people may, you know, say things like, oh, well, they're going to lie anyway. Oh, well, you lie. And how many know that? Listen, those are those are very strange things to say, um, you know, when it comes to us following what the word says because it's not about us it's not about what our kids is going to do later on and that's just like having a small child a three-month-old and give them something that they're not able to eat until maybe they're 16 or 12 or when they're at the age to take in uh full food it's like oh we might as well give it to them now they're going to eat it anyway that's kind of crazy to even have that uh, type of thinking when it comes to things like these. But it's very dangerous to be a Christ follower and to follow in this behavior. Because think about it, we're using, we're, we're doing the thing that God hates in order to make an imaginary figure, an imaginary person, a made up person, a uh, center of of a, a season that we're supposed to be celebrating the gift that he gave us. And how many know by doing that, we do a disservice to God, 
to us, ourselves as parents, and to our children. And you may say, well, well how, do, how do we do a disservice? Uh, let, me, let me show you. The word disservice means a harmful action, injury, a harmful or unkind act. Uh, why is it an unkind act to, uh, when, when, we, uh, when we do these type of things? Because think about this. God uh, has given you the ability, um, whether you worked extra hours, uh, whether you saved up all year, uh, whether somehow you had to get borrow the money. And we're talking about legal ways of getting whatever it is it, that you needed to get to give to your child in this season. Um, God gave you the ability and the strength to do so. You're still alive to be able to present that to him. So when we... Um, you know, participate in this whole Santa Claus thing and the telling of this story, we rob our children of um, the glory of God, explaining to them the glory of God. Why? Because God, um, he made this possible. He's the reason why I'm able to do this for you. And not only do we rob them of the glory of God, but we also rob them of understanding the sacrifice that it took for us to do this for him. Not only did was God gracious to me and you that I was able to do this, but also it took a sacrifice on my part. It took some maneuvering, some working extra hours, um, um, some uh, saving, whatever it is it took you for you to, to provide this for them. We robbed them of understanding the sacrifice of it. Because when we don't explain that to them, then they're missing out on how valuable the gift really is. Because it's really not about the gift in itself, but it's about the giver and the sacrifice that it took to get to them, like to get, to give it to them. Cause think about this. Why am I preaching this message? A message that I'm pretty sure a lot of people are not going to like, that is going to affect, affect a lot of people. It's going to make a lot of people think it's because that when I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and savior, and I begin to study the word, I begin to become one with him and the father through the spirit. Um, I then begin to understand the value of the gift that was given to me by the father, him giving his son and by the son giving his giving his life. So once I understood how valuable that was, me um, being obedient to God and saying, listen, I'll say whatever has to be said. I'll preach whatever has to be preached. It was a no brainer. Why? Because I understand the value in what it is that I have in Christ and, 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 and the gift that was given unto me. And, and that's the same thing for your children. When we begin to explain how much it took um, and how much sacrifice it took to get them these gifts, they will then begin to value it a lot more. But when you're making it about somebody bringing it from some faraway place that they sent a letter to or they sat on his lap at the mall, we rob them of so much that can be taught to them in this season. So we do a, a disservice to God, to ourselves and to our children. Amen. And think about this. You know, the, the whole Santa Claus thing is, is is surrounded by him giving gifts to those that are good and nice. Think about it. Christ gave, uh, God gave, gave us Christ when none of us was good, when we were all separated from him, when we were all on our way to hell. Well, he gave his son to bridge the gap between us and him. Amen. So listen, God, uh, he gave once again, not looking for exchange, not looking for a cost, not looking for you to be good or bad. He gave that because he's 
so loved the world. He loved mankind. I just want to share this last scripture with you and, and say this. And I want to also say this. Another thing is when we look at the season, um, there's a scripture in the Bible where it talks about how God, uh, how Jesus was talking and, and he had told some, listen, enter into the kingdom with me. And he said, listen, um, because when I was naked, you clothed me. When I was in prison, you visited me. When I was hungry, you fed me. And it was like, when, when did we do this, Lord? He said, when you have done this for the least of them, you have done it for me. And there was some that he said, listen, you're going into the eternal fire that's preserved for the devil and his angels. And they said, well, when was it that um, we seen you in all of these um, capacities in all of these different places and didn't minister unto you. The word minister is to supply, to provide, uh, to give help. You know what I mean? To give help. He said, they said, when was it that we saw you and we didn't do these things? He said, when you have not done it for the least of them. So think about it. This season is an opportunity not for us to give gifts to our children and to everybody we know, but to be a blessing to those that are least in the season that don't have much. Those that would have committed suicide if you hadn't committed to being a blessing to them. Why? Because they haven't really been taught and understood the real purpose of the season. That's why people go off and commit suicide and get into depression. But we could teach our children how to not always be looking for something for themselves but how to sacrifice for a friend in their class or for somebody else um, in their high school. Whatever it may be that, that may not always have um, sneakers and whatever it may be. And guess what it'll do? It'll take so much pressure off of us as human beings to be a blessing to everybody else the way the Lord was a blessing to us. Amen. But last scripture I want to share. I love the Lord, man. He's so awesome. It's so beautiful. Um, last thing I want to share is John 6 verses 60 through 69. This is when Jesus had fed um, the 5,000 with the fish and the bread. And um, they want, they came to try to make him king by force. Why? Because of stuff, because of food. And he says, listen, you're not coming to make me king because you saw the miracles, but you want me to be your king because you ate and were filled. And he goes into telling them about how they're going to have to eat his flesh and drink his blood. He was talking spiritual things like, you're going to have to take all of me. You're going to have to take my word and live by it. Have a hundred percent alliance to it, allegiance to it. And John 6 and 6, he says, many therefore of his disciples, that word disciples mean Christ followers, when they had heard this said, this is a hard saying, who can hear it? You may be saying this about this message. It goes on to say, when Jesus knew himself that his disciples, says it again, murmured at it, he said unto them, does this offend you? What and if ye shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? It is the Spirit. Listen to what he said. It is the Spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. These natural things profit nothing. The words that I speak unto you, the words I'm speaking to you guys right now, they are spirit and they are life. Oh, hallelujah. But there are some of you that believe not. And who should, it says, there are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him. There are some people that they're not, even though they say they're Christ followers, they're not going to take this word in and they're, they're, they're going to turn it back on God and say, listen, I'm going to do whatever I, it is that I want to do. And he said, therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. He says from that, it says from that time on many of his disciples, his followers went back and walked with him no more. That's very powerful. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answer him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life, and we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God.
listen, this is a hard saying. It's a hard word. But listen, if you are in an alliance, if you are in agreement with God's word, then you got to be honest if this is you and you got to be willing to repent and do something about it. How many know God isn't sending this message because he doesn't love us? He's sending it because he loves us and he wants us to stop robbing ourselves of so many greater things that we can be doing, um, not only with the lion and, and with our children, but also the blessing that we could be to somebody else in this season. Think about it. We struggle because Peter, he ended up um, walking away from God for a minute. So we have struggles, but there's a difference between struggling and premeditating sin, premeditating a lie. Think about it. You get more time for um, a, a murder if you just kind of went crazy and, and killed somebody. Then if you planned it out, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Then we're going to catch them over here. We're going to do this. You get more time for that. Why? Because you had an opportunity to think about what you were doing. You misrepresented the facts. Amen. You deliberately misrepresented the facts, but I want to let you you know that I love you. Um, amen. I just wanted to be obedient to God. And I'm asking you um, to share it if it, it share this if it touched your heart and you know that it would touch somebody else. Please share it with them. Don't be afraid. It's a hard saying and it's, and who can hear it? But if we really love Christ, we're going to take it in. We're going to eat it. It's going to hurt. But how many know that if we allow God to train us through it, it's going to bring forth much fruit. So know that I love you. Um, I'm not going to be going back and forth in the comments and saying much about it. God told me to just put it there and let the chips fall where they may. Man, know that I love you. Christ love you. Amen. And he really is. the Jesus Christ really is the reason for this season. I love you guys. God bless. Merry Christmas.